0: Welcome to Friday Friends, R.I. Elder Info's weekly look at the organizations and individuals providing resources for Rhode Island seniors, caregivers, and professionals.
1: Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. It's 9 a.m. on Friday, and you know what this is. This is Friday Friends from RI Elder Info, where every Friday we bring people and organizations on. So you can get the information and resources that you or someone you know needs to know about. So it's super important that you hit the like button and the share button and the bells and all of those social media indicators that you really like what you're listening to and that you really want to follow what it is that we're doing here every week. As you know, I am Deb Burton, the host of Friday Friends and the executive director of RI Elder Info. And as I'm sure you've heard me say in other weeks, we are a 501c3 nonprofit, and we would not be able to bring you Friday friends without the support of our very generous sponsors and donors. So I'd like to give a big thank you to Aetna and to United Health and to Oak Street Health and to Neighborhood Health as well as 321 Media, who is what makes this look good and sound good, as well as England Studios. They are the web design team for rielderinfo.com. So super grateful to all of those sponsors, as well as the individual donors who really help support us in our day-to-day work. Big thank you. So today, I would like to welcome Carolyn Ganges from the the Village Common of RI. Hi, Caroline. Hi, everybody. How are you today? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yes, so you probably caught, I stumbled a little because it used to be called the Providence Village and the name has changed now to the Village Common RI. What is the village and why has it changed from just Providence to all of Rhode Island? Sure, so we did start with a Providence
0: Village and what i'll say first is that the village movement is all about volunteers helping older adults to age in their own home and through volunteer anything a volunteer can do such as changing ceiling light bulbs driving to medical appointments um uh, doing walks and educational events, anything that can help an older adult feel safe and secure in their own home and grow older within their own community. Anything that a volunteer can do, we try and assist our members with. So we started with a Providence Village back in 2015, and pretty quickly they realized that in order to become sustainable, they wanted to create a whole bunch of villages throughout Rhode Island so that every older adult eventually in Rhode Island can access a village. Can access their volunteers to help them age in their community. And so they developed the Village Common of Rhode Island so that they could um, allow other communities to join in. So we did that in 2018. And since 2018, we've been the Village Common of Rhode Island. We now have villages in Providence, Mm -hmm. Barrington, Westerly, and Edgewood, And soon we're able to welcome Villages in Burrowville and in Gloucester. We're excited about them joining in our
1: network. That is amazing. And for it to transition in 2018, just before the pandemic, did you see during the pandemic an increased interest in the village model to have people be able to volunteer for people as well as to receive volunteer services. Did you see any kind of changes in that since the pandemic? Yeah. So since the pandemic, we have seen a much
0: greater need for older adults who want to age in their home and become a member of the village common or local village. And we feel like that's because along with the pandemic has unfortunately come a time of economic uncertainty. Many older adults are on fixed incomes and they're already having to pay more for food, housing, utilities um, and it makes it more difficult for them to then have ability to pay for other things like having someone come to the home to do minor home repairs or an Uber or a Lyft to get to an appointment becomes cost prohibitive for many older adults. Joining a village Uh, lessens the cost of those requirements and still allows that older adult to age in their own home and in their own community. So we've definitely seen an uptake in the need for older adults to have access to a village.
1: And is there a fee involved?
0: There is. So we're a membership organization Mm -hmm. and our dues are based on a pay what you can model. So we don't do any means testing. And we have suggested amounts per month of 40, 25, or 10, or a blank space to write what you can pay uh, for your
1: dues. Okay. And so is it subsidized with grant funding? Are they paying the person who comes to take them to the doctor? How does that work? So the member would pay the village common
0: their dues. It's an annual membership. And once they've paid their annual membership, they have no more costs associated with us. So they never pay their volunteer. They never pay for any events or anything like that. Um, and so how do we ensure that we survive as a nonprofit? Just like RI Elder Info, we're a 501c3. We accept donations. We have corporate donations and also grants. So that's how we ensure that we stay um fiscally solvent solvent as a nonprofit, and ensure that the dues are at a reasonable rate for anyone who'd like to join.
1: And are you you able to share what those rates are, or is that something that kind of is dictated more by the community, or does it kind of change?
0: Yes, so we have on our membership application suggested amounts per month of $40, $25, or $10, or there's a blank space to write what they can pay, what they can afford. Oh, okay. okay. And there's no means testing um, at all done. And so a volunteer who is a membership ambassador would help the prospective member complete the application and choose the dues level that the member wishes to pay. Okay. And that's every month. Every month they can pay annually, they can pay biannually. Um, and there's different ways to pay check, credit card, bank withdrawal. We try to make it as simple as possible. We also have a PayPal link on our website that many um, prefer to pay dues or donations through that way. It just makes it a click and an easier way to do it for them. Yep.
1: And is there a cap on how much... How many, say, volunteer hours that you can receive per month? No, there's no
0: cap at all. Um, So long as we have the volunteer available to assist that member, the member can call and request what they need. Now, the one thing i would say is that we're not a substitute for a daily commute to work or something like that our (sighs) drivers (laughs) our drivers typically are there to help get the member to a medical appointment to a hair appointment to the grocery store the library wherever they need to be within their community um our drivers are there to help out um sometimes the volunteers Like The the member will ask for the volunteer to come in to change a ceiling light bulb. Like I said, smoke detector batteries are a big thing. Um, AC units in and out of windows, large pots of plants in the fall that they want to put somewhere else. So um, they rake leaves. They do all sorts of things for members. Um, And what we do within communities is create communities of mutual engagement. And by that, we mean that slowly and surely members realize that they have a gift to give as well. So eventually they realize that maybe they don't drive anymore, but they're a really friendly person and they love to have a chat. And so they call another member and they do a friendly call. And in that way, that member now switches over to also becoming a volunteer, thus creating that community of mutual support where you're there for each other. Many of our members request things for um tech support. I think we all know, and going back to that pandemic question, sometimes kids would drop off an iPad or something and say, FaceTime me on Sunday, mom. Mm. The mom is like, oh, I don't quite know what to do or what FaceTime is. So that member calls their member services phone number and then they are able to request a tech visit and a volunteer comes to their home and helps them with their technology needs.
1: A person can come right to
0: their house to help absolutely that's what the volunteers do for tech sometimes it can be handled over the phone it might be as simple as resetting a router but more often than not it's a jammed printer or setting up a new tablet or a new phone or something like that and they'll go and sh- that volunteer will go to the home to set that up
1: wow and so are you do you have to be a particular age what is the requirements to be able to volunteer
0: To volunteer, there's no required age at all. We encourage families to volunteer. The only caveat is that over the age of 18, we do run a background check on all of our volunteers and that you can't do on anyone under 18. So we request if someone is under the age of 18 and wants to volunteer that they're accompanied by someone who has been vetted by our organization um, so that they're with someone for snow shoveling or playing a card game or something like that. There's something everyone can do and it's a lot of fun but we just for everyone's safety and security we ask that the younger of our volunteers are accompanied by someone like a parent or caregiver uh, who can be with them
1: and that makes sense for for everybody's safety as well um that that makes it does indeed, sense. exactly do you have to be a certain age to become a member of the village common nope there's no age requirement
0: typically our members are older adults, Mm -hmm. um, but we do have younger um, adults as well who might need some assistance with transportation or other types of supports that our volunteers can provide. But the average age of our member is 78. Okay, 78 years young. (laughs) 78 years young and we love everyone. We have, I think three 100
1: year old members at the moment and we're very proud of them. That is awesome. And do you have someone who is, say, um, coordinating the services of the volunteers so that maybe you know, no one can get taken advantage of, or maybe they're asking for um, a volunteer to come in and, and say change a light switch versus a light bulb, which you really should have an electrician for. Do you have someone who kind of like moderates those kinds of requests? Absolutely. And of course, they're volunteers as a
0: volunteer driven organization. So we have a team of volunteers we call service coordinators. And they are the ones who answer the phone number that members call. All members call the same number of 401-441-5240 when they need a service there's a volunteer who answers the phone and they then arrange it through the background operating system that we have to contact the volunteers now we always encourage and we ask our volunteers to encourage our members to call that phone number and that was the 441-5240 yep 401-441-5240 okay and what that does is it allows our volunteers to say no, quite frankly. Uh, Everyone's lives are busy. And we always say it takes a village to run a village. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Sometimes uh, you may be busy with your own family. Sometimes you may be busy um, with your work or going on vacation, or you just need a break from volunteering. By ensuring that the members call this number for all of their needs, then the volunteer is never on one person. Each village has numerous volunteers. And what happens is that it's a simple process of all of the volunteers, for example, who signed up for tech support or all of the volunteers who signed up to be a driver would receive the email with the request. And all they have to do is say yes or no. So it's flexible. It's simple. And the volunteers can easily say no if they wish to an event request because they or a, a service request because they know that there's another volunteer within their village who can say yes. And so there's no, we, we discourage members, as you said, from contacting volunteers themselves and the volunteers are trained to instead ask them to call 401-441-5240 to put in a request.
1: That is awesome. I, I, since it's, since I have been aware of this movement, it just seems like the direction that we as a society really really need to move in we all have gifts that we can share with someone else across our across the the age spectrum so if you're you know the college kid you have something to share with the 100-year-old and the 100-year-old has something to share with the college kid so i i love the concept of the Village Common. And I'm really excited to hear that it is growing and growing quickly. I mean, as a seven year old program that involves a lot of volunteers and coordination, that's huge. Um, you mentioned that you're a nonprofit. Is that a 501c3 nonprofit? Exactly. We're a 501c3 uh,
0: nonprofit. And okay. um, the way we're set up is that the village common of Rhode Island, what we call is a hub And mm-hmm. the villages around us, Barrington, Providence, Edgewood, Westerly, and soon Boroughville, Gloucester, and we hope other communities are the spokes around the hub. So the hub can, completes and does all the paperwork for the 501c3. We ensure that our volunteers are covered by liability insurance.
1: We help
0: with training, we help with background checks. So that is all done at the hub. That allows the spokes or the individual villages to focus on their members and on their volunteers such that every village looks a little different from the other. They're able to be uh, unique to their community. Um, They're able to do events or have special needs of their members that maybe another village doesn't do. But each village within our network in Rhode Island are all aimed with the same mission mission of helping older adults to age in their home.
1: That's amazing. And do you have any special programs coming up for caregivers? I know that there's, um, that you offer the caregiver support group. Um, I think that's every Monday. Um, yes. how do people find out about these programs? Where do they sign up? Uh, do you offer programs to people to participate in, even if they're not village members? Great, great
0: questions, Deb. So, yes, our website is at the bottom here, villagecommonri.org. You navigate to the calendar. You'll see we offer many programs and events. But what Deb was referring to are our caregiver support groups. Those are on Mondays. If you click the event, there's a Register Now link in the right-hand column, and that will help you receive. They're done virtually, so that would allow you to receive the Zoom link. But what we're excited about offering on Wednesday, Feb 15th at noon is a hybrid event on caregiving and Parkinson's disease. And so that is our um, an exciting thing for us to offer hybrid event. So people can join in if they wish via Zoom or they can attend here at 245 Waterman Street and um, attend in person the event. And it's going to be put on by uh, Dr. Patricia Gifford, a retired gerontologist and a caregiver of her husband who has Parkinson's disease. So we're excited about this event and um, we're thrilled that she's able to do this for us. And it's a really important topic. To answer Deb's other question, no, you do not need to be a member to attend these events. Um, We want to ensure that everyone across Rhode Island can access important things like caregiver support, walking groups, Um, film club, you'll see that there's a variety of events and programs. We also love to post events and programs for partners as well. So you'll see on there that sometimes they're for outside organizations that we feel like our population uh, might benefit from taking part in.
1: That is awesome. So with all the wonderful work you do, if people watching wanted to support the work How do they do that? Do you need more volunteers? Do you need cash donations? Do you need things? How can people support the work that you're doing?
0: That's a lovely question. Thank you, Deb. So we always appreciate volunteers hopping on and joining in. You can be from anywhere in Rhode Island and volunteer in so many ways. Maybe you enjoy driving. Maybe you enjoy sitting on a committee. Maybe you enjoy making friendly calls to older adults and having them have that sense that they're part of a community. So volunteering is a great way to give back. And you can go back to our website and there's a volunteering tab that you would navigate to. And it tells you how to contact us and then how to become a volunteer. Now, we also on our website have a donate button and we go there, it'll walk you through how to donate. You can donate through the PayPal account, you can donate by check, and we appreciate all cash donations um, because just like Deb, we're a 501c3 nonprofit and that's an important way for us to be able to exist and become sustainable for future older adults in Rhode Island as well.
1: That is awesome. I'm so glad you were able to come on Caroline because what you're doing is really important. And I really believe it's the way of the future. Absolutely,
0: thanks for having us Deb. Yes,
1: this has been wonderful. I really appreciate it. So again, folks, that number was 401-441-5240 and it's the villagecommonri.org. It is really the way that we're going to be able to remain all of us in the community is by coming together and supporting each other together. We all have gifts that we can share. I look forward to seeing you all again next week here at nine o'clock for our next episode of Friday Friends. In the meantime, be well and be kind. If you like
0: this video, please follow us on social media and subscribe on YouTube. For more information, visit rielderinfo.com or call 401-585-0509. If you have any questions, email deb at rielderinfo.com.